there have been people that I go out with and like the way I see some people argue and like what they argue over, I'm like, why are they even in a relationship? They literally are not even a match. Like, what is that? Like, what is that? You know? Um, so compatibility, everything to me, like everything, everything, everything. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to the episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. And welcome back for another episode of our podcast. So I know you're not in LA right now. Let me tell you, this time of year, like these two past two weekends are when I feel like Hollywood is just healing itself because... <laughs> It's Coachella <laughs> and everybody that you like hate is not here. Like I can go to Trader Joe's and I'm not like trying to like force my way down the aisles. Like I can freely mm. like frolic down the aisles of Erewhon. Erewhon goes, <laughs> not that I'm going to Erewhon. I was but about to be like, have you been to Erewhon? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> you haven't told I have me? <laughs> I have not. I have not. But it is so nice like you can go to bars you can get reservations at places like you really i know you're coming out next week and you should have came out this weekend ah <laughs> like, uh, i know i know that would have been God. that would have been prime time it's, it's but bliss. i bet i bet my flight would have been like a thousand dollars so oh probably i mean if you yeah. no nah, because people fly in straight to palm springs i think for that's true that's uh, true coachella uh but however i did watch the Coachella live stream last night. That is why I'm so tired. I look hungover, but it's just because I am hungover on Mr. Harry Styles uh, because I stayed up watching his set, which was phenomenal. Let me just say that both weekends he was great. First weekend he brought Shania Twain. I I mean iconic. That was the most iconic. Oh and how their outfits went together. I was like mm -hmm. literal mm -hmm. icons. Two mm -hmm. icons right there. Yeah. Uh, and then last night he. Brought brought out Lizzo, which I, here's the thing. Harry thought, like, there's so many guests he could have brought out. And so people thought he was going to bring out Niall Horn, you know, and they were going to do What Makes You Beautiful together, which would have been iconic. Or that he was going to bring out Taylor Swift and they were going to do Style together, which would have also been iconic. Uh, but he brought out Lizzo, and I was really hoping they were going to do Juice because that was a song he's covered before, but they did not. It is fine. Um, he looked so happy, but I think he was also probably pretty pissed because um, some of the songs from H um, Harry Styles 1 got leaked over the week, like the studio recordings, one of them being the studio recording of Medicine, and if you're not a Harry Styles fan, you will not know what the fucking hype around Medicine is, and it is a feral hype, because, like, let me pull up the lyrics to Medicine, um, from Her Harold Edward Styles because it is, I go unhinged, I think, when I hear these lyrics because just, okay, imagine beautiful, sexy, hot Harry Styles, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Get that image mm -hmm. in your head. Yep, yeah, definitely. Um, and then the lyrics are, I had a few, got drunk on you and now I'm wasted. And when I sleep, I'm going to dream of how you tasted. And then the next bridge lyric is, I'm coming down. I figured out I kind of like it. And when I sleep, I'm going to dream of how you write it. Oh. So the girls go feral for those for that moment. And um, 
I think he, yeah, he, so he performed it last night at Coachella and like, he didn't perform that the first weekend at all. And so we were so like, they were eh. blessed. Everyone was eh. blessed with it. Everybody was either pissed off. Cause I was like, how dare you? That is for like the true fans only. How dare you show that to the locals? <laughs> or, to the ones there for a picture. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm like laughing. I'm like, LOL, the locals are going to love this song. Then they're going to go look it up on Spotify and then be have to be pissed with us that it's not released. <laughs> But I was happy because it's probably the clearest audio we will ever have of that song. Is um, it like saved anywhere where we can go watch it or no? Oh yeah, you can go rewatch the you can go watch the rewatch like on I oh, think Coachella's perfect. website. People have also like they were screen recording it like on the live watch like last night. So you can probably see it all over TikTok this week too if you want to watch it. Um it's a great song. The guitar like honestly besides the lyrics, the guitar in it is what is awesome. If you love Kiwi or Carolina um, from Harry, then you'll love medicine. Um, so that is that. That is my Coachella recap. I literally would have paid. Like tickets were down on Friday. They were down to two hundred and thirty dollars because people what the resale tickets were. And I was like, do I just buy one and just go and for just, Harry? Honestly, just go see Harry. That's it. Yeah, I was like, that's a cheap Harry Styles ticket right there. It, <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Like I was like, it's a it's a fucking five hour drive. But I didn't realize that he didn't go on till eleven thirty at night. I could have made it there in time. You would have totally made it. You would have just had to like be hyped up to drive back. <laughs> I would have been. I, I mean, my friend Savannah was there, but I would have been like alone probably. Honestly, for Harry Styles, would I? I, I should have done it. Uh, I would have done it if it was the Jonas Brothers. Yeah, you definitely would have. Yeah, if it was the Jonas Brothers in concert, would have done it. 1,000%. Like, no questions asked. Jonas Brothers headlining Coachella? Fuck yes, I am there. 1,000%. Because I also, like, just have been a longer fan of That's them. very true. Yes, very and I know. I know every single song. I know their whole like history their childhood what toothbrush color they used to have um some very unhinged facts yeah i'm not even exactly sure where we found these facts but we knew them all <laughs> we, we knew them, them all, all. <laughs> like every tiger beat interview like, we were there for it and it is unhinged how creepy we used to be honestly <laughs> God, mm-hmm. we were all feral 14-year-olds. That's truly yeah. what it was. We were just we, unhinged, yeah. and it they was They set the just, bar really high. They set the yeah. bar really high. You ha- it's, that's the thing. Everybody's like, oh, my God, I don't understand, like, girl, like teenage girls and stuff. I'm like, hormones, <laughs> boys who can sing, they just go really well together. <laughs> like, we don't know how to deal with this. They're hot. So here we are just unfathomably at, unhinged basically so yeah it's a great time for all it's a great time and i cannot wait if i ever have children if i have a daughter i'm gonna 100 percent like support this whole fandom that she's gonna go through uh because i mean not that my mom didn't support me she totally did but like i I don't think my mom was ever like super obsessed like with like a musician like was your mom Mm, i don't know I'm not sure. I feel like there wasn't, like, besides, like, the Beatles and Elvis, like, I don't know of any other, like, iconic, like. Mm-hmm. No, or, my mom supported us. Like, she took us to all the concerts. Yeah, same. Literally. And I, I, I'm going to be lit. I'm going to try. I'm going to turn up for those concerts. Mm-hmm. And my mom was very sober at all those concerts. Like, and my I d- mom got <laughs> us floor tickets to Taylor Swift, and I could, and I touched her. Like, 
this is the extent that we went to. She bought the like crazy priced Hannah Montana tickets mm-hmm. so that we could go and see those Jonas Brothers. Like I don't never forget when the Jonas Brothers came in concert. Um, my we went to go see Meet Damien Lovato, and mm-hmm. they had a contest if you wanted to get like closer tickets at the concert. Um, the moms had to come out and do a dance. And then, like, the crowd had to, like, based on the crowd cheer, that was what you were doing. So my mom is standing in line with me, and I'm teaching her. Like, do you remember when Nick Jonas used to do that, like, one dance with his arms? Yes, yes. Like, he pulled the arms down and do that? I taught my mom this dance. I'm like, the fans will know exactly what this dance is. They will know this is how Nick Jonas danced. You have to go out there and do this one dance. Did she win? No. Some fucking mother who, like, was doing stripper moves and, like, like twerking. Yeah. Twerking and, like, <laughs> like not good at all but she was like grinding and doing like some literally like risque dancing she's the one who won because all the dads were cheering for her oh, ew yeah it was gross <laughs> it was <weird>. very gross <laughs> i was like my mom's out here like putting and like, like she wasn't just half-assed she was putting she's, in like, the work <laughs> doing it for me and i was like you go Teresa. <laughs> like i love it I, <laughs> the dedication bless her heart i swear honestly so i hope that my child is a fan of like someone like that, so I can also be that mom. That would be yeah. great. Yes. Um, <laughs> watch them be like a fan of like fucking like nerdy shit, like Star Wars. Well, Disney World. We'll just continuously go back to Disney World. We'll just continuously <laughs> be present. You're not going to go to Comic Con with your. What if you're like? What if your child wants to go to Comic Con? Guess we're going to Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is. It like is. They want to cosplay as well. You know, I mean, I guess I can support that. Um, not sure that I will be participating, but I'll at least drive you to the door, right? Like, <laughs> taxi service, you know, I'll pick you up. You're not going to go into Comic-Con with them? I mean, honestly, probably. Like, <laughs> especially if there's food, food and coffee. I'll, I'm there. Will, will I'm, Blaine be there for that? Oh, 100%. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you want to just like a video game? Let's go, bro. <laughs> like, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Anime, anime will be there probably. (laughs) Blaine will be dressing up with your child. (laughs) Yes, I will be. I will be the the disposable camera photographer. (laughs) I'll be behind the scenes. I'll make it all happen. (laughs) You'll make the costume. I'll pack the water bottles. I'll have the snacks. Like you'll take a sewing class. Yeah, I'll I'll make the costumes or I'll pay someone to make them and I'll pretend that I did. Um, you know, whatever you need to do for your children is is what I'm what I'm assuming is going to happen. We love so. the supportive parenting. Obviously, like that that's how we are. That's why we are who we are, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, side I guess. Uh, uh, one quick thing I want to mention really quickly. I'm not going to go into detail with it with this um, intro because we kind of really want to get into the episode since this is like a long interview which is totally fine um i do mention that i was recently dating somebody um just a good heads up and uh if you want to hear more about that tune into next week's episode because i i didn't mention him at all like on this podcast like he has no name yeah he's, he is he is no, he's name. no name he's no name he's no name that's his that's his that's his name that's his <laughs> monogram is no name okay no cool name. got it cool great um, cause he didn't want to be on the podcast and like, I had to respect the person's wishes, even though I was like, dude, I'm giving you like a code name. Like no one's going to fucking know who you are, but okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, if you want to hear more details about that, tune in next week. Uh, I know I'm a bitch for doing that, but, uh, you'll hear some of it in this episode. I just wanted to give clarification as to why you are like, oh, what, what, who is this? Um, because I know you're all so obsessed 
<laughs> with my dating life. Like, you just have to know all the details, right? Um, yes. <laughs> don't blame you. It's, I'm, it's literally just Hannah who's the only one who's obsessed. We know this. Like I said, I need drama. And as long as that's not mine, I'll latch on to anyone else's. So it's fine. Here what we is are. your captivation, though, this week? So my captivation is um, a jewelry brand. I'm sure many of you have seen it on Instagram, TikTok. Some of the influencers have raved about it. It's Ana Luisa. Um, Ooh, yes. I love their stuff. And um, they reached out to me and um, sent me some of their jewelry. Wait, am I I in a sponsorship right now? Am I in a paid campaign right now? No, no, not paid. (laughs) Not paid. Um, Genuinely, actually really like them. So I like wasn't, didn't have to bring it up here. Um, But love their products. They're super high quality. They're pretty affordable. They have like super fast Mm -hmm. shipping, which I thought was really nice. Um, They're carbon neutral. They have like specific packaging um, and their products are as well. And I think they're really pretty. And they have a lot of really cool options, I think, for like like bridal type um, jewelry. They, um, it's just very like delicate and dainty, but also like like, minimalist at the same time. Would you yes, like if you okay. like Majuri, you'll like Ana Luisa. I think Ana Luisa is a little bit more on the affordable side as far as Majuri, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like they're both very affordable um, for the quality that you're getting. Cool, cool, so, cool. Yeah. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, mine, thank you so much for asking. Uh, I never ask. I'm a terrible <laughs> co-host. I am literally like, she's I, just going to just do it, you know? <laughs> So I saw this tweet the other day, and I thought, I thought of you. It said, dream job, the host on the podcast who is there to react to the other host who actually did the research. Yes, 100%. <laughs> that is me. That is me, to a T. Well, it's also you, like, when you listen to Crime Junkies, too, and, like, Ashley yes, Flowers is yeah. telling the story, and her co-host and is like, oh, my God. I'm that girl. <laughs> even, even in the interviews, like... Emily, I'm, I'm going to literally call myself out. Emily comes up with the questions. Emily does all of the research. I follow the, the people that we interview because, like, I need to know about them, obviously. Um, but the questions and the content, Emily. Um, I will <laughs> remain edit, behind the you, scenes. You I edit I, everything. Edit, I, I edit everything. I do the polls on Instagram. And that's about it. Sometimes I'll come up with an idea. Um, but, yeah. I always have things to say. Um, but like, as far as research goes, not my cup of tea. Don't like to research. Uh, never have, never will. I don't like to edit. There we go. See, we're, we're a great compromise. It's a a, compromise. It's a compromise. I also Um, have the ability to work from home so I can spend time researching, whereas you are at a hospital. I'm running around, I'm running around the hospital trying not to die. You don't have time for that. (laughs) So I'm just like, okay, here's everything I gathered. Here's all the information. Go. Read it. And then I'm like, wow, these are beautiful. Couldn't have thought them. Thought of better questions myself. Like, I also used to like. So, I also yeah. used to like work like at a, uh, my student newspaper, so I do know a little bit about. Yeah, yeah. So when Emily people. asks all the questions, it's valid. I mean, she literally wrote them. So I'm just, I'm just here. I'm here for the content. I'm here to meet the people. I'm here to answer. I always you know. worry that the guests are like, "Why the fuck is this other bitch not talking?" Just because, like, I'm just not as I'm not as good at like I get nervous. I don't know why I get nervous to ask questions, but yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna make the next interview we do. You're asking all the questions. Perfect, wonderful, (laughs) no pressure. Love that for me. 
<laughs> Meanwhile, like panic attack inside, anxiety, high blood pressure. <laughs> I and for those who are wondering, I write out the questions verbatim how I say them. Like yes, you do in an interview. Like I'm literally reading from a script at that point because that way, in case she does want to ask one of the questions, because I give her the questions, so she, in case she wants to ask them, we know mm-hmm. what to say. But mm-hmm. it's okay. It's okay. We all yeah. have. We all know what we come. Now it's you a, know. It's a now you know the. T- now you know the insider scoop about our podcast. Yeah. So. Um, but anyways, again, your captivation, thank I will you. ask you, what thank is you. your captivation, Emily? Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> it is the Levi ribcage ankle jeans. Okay, uh, stop, because I just saw these on TikTok, and I, they look amazing. <laughs> so, like, the fact that you just said that, like, now I have to buy them, and I'm pissed. There's a Levi store out here. We can just go Oh, my go God. Yes. <laughs> Talk seriously. They make everyone's ass look beautiful. Oh yeah, the ribcage. Okay. Ones, yeah, yeah. So that's so, that's all I'm trying to do is have a nice ass. <laughs> I mean, valid. So Unhinged I've been, Hannah has arrived. Here we are. <laughs> so I've been like on the hunt for like a good pair of like straight leg, but not like too skinny, but not too like flared and wide jeans because that still like fit the butt really well. And didn't have any destruction on it, and they were light washed. And I had like tried different ones, and I just couldn't find ones that fit me well and had enough rise to them that really, you know, did a good job. Because I have a pair of white jeans from Just Black Denim that I really loved, and the shape of them and like how they cut and everything, perfect. But they didn't have any that was like a denim color. So. I had, like, gone into a Ritzy one day and just randomly tried on the ribcage jeans because I heard Allegra Shaw talk about them. And I liked them, but I didn't get them at the time because I, I didn't like the color that they had. And then yeah. I went into the actual Levi's store, tried them on in the lightest wash that they had. Perfect. And, like, they haven't – they are literally, like – the leg is perfectly straight down. Like, there's no, like, tapering in. Yes, anything like that's that. what I want. It is perfectly straight down. And so that's exactly what I wanted. But then it still, like, fit, like, the way the pocketing and everything's done on the butt. It fits the butt really well. But it just makes my legs look longer, I think, when I wear this type of jeans. Now, the high-rise, like, it literally does go all the way up to my rib, rib, rib cage. That's so, fine. I don't care. Yeah. So, like, I will say, for girlies who are, like, you know, skinny fat, like I am, like, you do have, like, that little bit of fat rollover when you sit down between, like, your bra and your jeans. So, like, I will say, at first, the first wear, super uncomfortable because of that. Mm -hmm. But you have to wear, they're they're pure denim, so you have to wear them in a little bit. And then once they, like, you wear them in a little bit, you will give some give to it. And they are a lot more comfortable when you sit down because I got my true size, which was a 26, and they were too tight in my thighs like I couldn't sit down so I went up to a 27 27 because the length was 27 mm-hmm. I went up to a 27 perfect fit mm, okay. um good to and know. I like I like jeans that are more like you know pure cotton I don't have a lot that don't have spandex in it because when I wash them they like will immediately go- like Back right. to the original shape. They do not, they don't stretch out and then like they lose their shape. Like these, like if they give out a little bit, I can wash them and they'll immediately go back to their original shape. So I like them a 10 lot. 10 out of 10. You like them. Yes. Okay. Yes. 
Yes, I, I wore them um, on a date the other night, and I got many compliments from that date that I looked great See, I literally just, like, before we got on, I saw a TikTok, and I was like, have to get these. Like, my, roommate, my roommate saw them on me, and she was like, oh, I like those jeans on you. Those jeans look really good on you. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's never complimented me on any of jeans I've ever worn before. Well, and I think, like you said, like, the problem is, like, I find these jeans that fit me well in the waist, and then, like, it's either, like, not good on the butt or, like, they're way too baggy in the legs or they're, mm-hmm. like, tapered weird. And I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. want that. Like, I want them to be perfect. So mm-hmm. we're going to the Levi store. Add it into okay. your itinerary for me. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Cool. Is that my favorite mall? So it's, that's fine. Perfect. We love a good mall. Yes. It's the one I used to work at when I lived for, like, a week. For, like, a week. <laughs> Alrighty, so before we get to today's episode, we're going to go a couple of housekeeping things really quickly. Make sure you guys are following us on our socials at the Gals Guide Pod on Instagram and on our personal ones as well. Mine's at Emily Elise. And mine is at Hannah Nicole Adams. And if you're listening on Spotify, make sure that you are hitting that follow button and give us five stars. It really helps us out. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can also do the same. Hit subscribe, give us a five star, and leave us a little review. We love it. Uh, yeah, that does about does it. We're getting into our interview today with Victoria Alario, and she is amazing. We found her from TikTok, and she is so sweet and cute. We can't wait for you to guys hear this interview, so let's go ahead without further ado. Alrighty, gals. So zooming into the home studio today, she is the host of the For the Girls podcast and has helped over 70,000 of her TikTok followers become the women of their dreams, understand their worth, and set their standards straight. Everyone, please welcome Victoria Alario. Hello. We are I'm so waving excited. my hands in the air for those of you who cannot see me. I'm waving to all of you. We are so excited to have you on the Gals Guide this week. We are obsessed like with your TikTok videos, to say the least. Oh I my think, gosh, thanks. I think like I was the one who came across one. I think it was probably one of your like most popular videos I, uh, that's like pinned to the top of your page right now. And I sent it to Hannah and I was like, okay, but like, why is this me? <laughs> like, I like fully related to like everything that you were saying. And I think at the time I was like going through, I was just having like a really hard time with dating and found your videos and I found a couple other girls videos and we've been having like so many TikTok people like on the show recently and a lot of them have been like helping people like find their worth and in dating and I think that you are a really great voice for that and I think that you've done a really great job and like you know it's very very just honest I think that's what I like about it the most like it's not like the basic you know if he wanted to he would kind of stuff that you see all over TikTok it's just like no like this is it like this is how I kind of set my standards this is how I define my worth and just you just kind of get straight to the point with it you don't really sugarcoat it and like I value that like a ton because that's how I am, but we are so excited to have you on. Um, we're going to get into like your podcast and into like your TikTok a little bit more in a second. But before we get into all that, I would love to know, we ask all of our guests, what are you currently captivated by at the moment? Okay. Well, firstly, thank you so much for all of that. I appreciate it. You know, I'm the type of person like you either you get me or you don't like, you know, the girls that get it, get it. And the yeah. girls that the girls that don't get it fucking hate me. So, <laughs> so let's put it that way. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a woman who everything to me is obvious. 
it's like, I, it's just a lot of people like, you know, they even come to me for advice and I never want to hurt anyone's feelings, especially when they're a supporter and they're coming to me for genuine help. Mm -hmm. But you will hear in my videos, I reply and I'm like, all right, I'm about to hurt your feelings, but like, (laughs) what? Like literally what? Like, yeah. And I tell them, I'm like, think of me like as if I'm your big sister this way it's okay that I'm not being that nice like if it's your big (laughs) sister saying it it's fine but if it's a stranger you're like that girl's a bitch but honestly like I'm just I really got your back but girl let's get it together right yeah so okay so that thank you for saying that because I love I love hearing people resonate with tough love and you know transparency and being blunt and yeah, you're not going to get the typical advice from me. And I do think that that's why my TikTok has grown the way that it has. And mm-hmm. I know, like you said, we'll get to that in a minute. But I really think that like, you know, I'm I'm no million follower type of person. Yeah. But I just think that it's gotten to a point where people are like, wow, finally someone's saying things that like people think but don't say because everyone wants to make sure they're being nice and this and that. And like, you know, I'm just like, I'm I'm going to actually help you. So let's like actually get to the issue. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's that. And as far as what am I captivated by? um, I'm going to say this, this is a little interesting. So it's not really new. It's something that I've been doing for quite a while now, and it is sleeping to spa music. And the reason why I'm thinking of that right now is because I try to like wean my way off of it. I try to like stop sleeping to it because first of all, I'm like waking up to my phone being dead every morning because for (laughs) what, eight hours, my Spotify is just going, you know? And I also like, it's like an addiction. Like you don't want to have to have it. Right. So I'm like, okay, let me try not to sleep. Like, let me try to sleep without the spa music and I can not sleep. So I've tried other things. No, I get this. Yeah, I tried. So I like tried to sleep with the TV on, like I put like friends on or something, but then like all of a sudden now it's like the screen is too bright, like in Mm -hmm. the night. And I'm like, okay, I can't do that. I've tried to put a podcast on to fall asleep. And like the voice is like too much. Like I, I, and I'm just like, okay, spa music it is. So I'm. (laughs) It's got, it's got a hold on me. Spa music, I could show it to you. It's my, um, if you were interested, I'm not selling this. I'm just <laughs> actually, I'm just actually uh, a fan. Relaxing massage on Spotify, yeah. Yeah, and it's literally a picture of like a girl's hands on a girl's head. She's you know, giving her a massage. So relaxing yes. massage. That's what I sleep to every single night. And if I don't sleep to it, I'm up all night. I actually like relate to this like on a spiritual level because I live in Los Angeles. So like it's- noisy all the time obviously and I like will try to drown it out like by playing sounds on the headspace app because they have like different like you know landscapes like the rainforest or like a crackling fire or like you know whatever and I just I wake up to it like being like done and I'm like okay well now I can't go back to sleep I don't want to play it again I'm it's like 2 a.m I'm wide awake now and I grew up with a mother who like had to like play like 
Nick at night, every single night, like on cable when she like fell asleep. So like, that was something I was always used to was that kind of constant noise in my sleep. Yeah. I feel this. I would love to be like, I hate going to like spend the night at guys' houses and they're like, Oh, I don't listen to anything. Like it's dead silent. And I'm like, I, yeah, it bothers me. Hannah does this and it bothers me. Cause I'm like, I can hear everything and I can now hear all my thoughts. I have nothing to distract me. I am going to be up all night. This is fun. This is great. We talked about your TikTok a little bit. I mean, I think one thing that kind of stood out with me, like with your TikTok when I first discovered it was, I think there was one video and I was re-watching it today because I saved, like favorited it. And it was, you, this girl was like asking for advice. And I don't know what the original one, because it was like a reply comment to like a video. And you were just like, I don't understand like why people want help with relationships when it's so obvious that the guy doesn't like you. <laughs> and we, I, we run into that all the time. I feel like we constantly are getting like DMS like from girls, like asking like for advice. And it's just like, it, he doesn't like you. Um, I don't know how to like else to say that because it's not, it's stupid. I think just, just say it. if he wanted to, he would, because that doesn't solve anything for anybody. That's so vague. No one, can grasp that sometimes. And so you have to like get an explanation, but it's like, I don't know how to politely tell you, um, this man is not interested in you, except please go watch the film. He's just not that into you. Like That's the only advice I have for you, but I want to know like how you've like dealt with that because I feel like a lot of girls do go to you for advice, especially with your podcast as well too. I know you're doing that as well. I would love to know like how you've started navigating that and being that kind of person for a lot of people. Well, you know, first things first, let's just backtrack for a second. The whole, like, if he wanted to, he would like, yeah, you hear every dating coach, self-proclaimed dating coach saying this online on TikTok and all that. And now like girls are repeating this. Right. And like, Mm. I always just think of it as like, well, you want to, are you? Yeah. So like, you want to call him. You're not, you want to hang out with him. You're not asking. Like, I'm not, listen. I do believe that if he genuinely wants to, he would, because I do believe that when a man is a man of action, he is not going to put you in a position to get scooped up by anybody else. So I think that if a guy, if a guy genuinely wants to be with you, like he will not put himself in a position to lose the opportunity to be with you. So I do believe that if he genuinely wanted to, he would, however, not every guy is a man of action. And like some, like, you know, I get a lot into like energies and things like that. Like some guys don't honor their masculine energy and some girls have stronger masculine energy. And like, if that's how you roll, like if you have that masculine energy, you're probably attracting men with more feminine energy. So like you're like, why aren't they? And they're like, well, why isn't she? Meanwhile, it's like you, you want a masculine guy, but you're honoring your masculine energy. And it's just like, it's, it's not going to work like mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. you have to like figure out, like you, you got to figure out you before you, before you're going to really figure out them, because he might be the type of guy who is a little more shy, a little more like relax, a little bit more on the receiving end. And he does, he's not even thinking that he's supposed to contact you. He's not a mind reader, although that I wish that they would be he's not. <laughs> so, you know, like that's that. Otherwise, if that's not the case, if that's not the situation, situation, then he just simply doesn't want to be with you. So that's why I say it's so obvious. Like 
call them if you want to call them. I don't care to text first. I don't care to do that stuff. Mm -hmm. So if I want to talk to someone, I will. And guess what? They will prove to me right then and there if they want this or not. Like they, it'll be so obvious. So if you want to reach out and you will know immediately if you were just like looking too deep into it or if they're actually genuinely not interested and that'll tell you what you need to know. So that's my take on that. Um, But as far as, you know, getting into podcasting and sharing like advice and things like that. I think it's just always been who I am. Like Mm -hmm. since I'm a very young girl, I find that I'm in, in most of my friend groups and communities, I, you know, do think that I'm like the, the glue that holds it all together. You know, like my girls would like my girls would put themselves in really bad situations if I did not give them advice let's put it that way okay so like like, you're like the therapist friend yeah like I'm trying to say it in a way that doesn't sound like oh everybody would be lost without me because I don't think that but it's just like in all of the dynamics of my friendships I'm never the one going to anyone for advice like I I know I'm, I'm a very decisive person, so I know what I want to do in situations. I don't really ask for validation or approval or insight because quite frankly, I don't think that people give good advice. Mm-hmm. Um, so people always came to me like, I write my friends text messages. I've broken up with my friends' boyfriends for them. Like I've, <laughs> I do, I, you know, I'm like the woman of the words. So I, I've been that way since a young age. And then as I like got older and um, I studied PR, like people don't care as much about college anymore because social media is like building careers for people. But I'm so glad that I was that age at that time because I, if I was like now in a teenager and like social media was this whole thing now, I probably wouldn't have gone to college. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so glad that I did because I loved PR and it taught me so much about like, really like using your voice in a bigger way than just giving advice to your friends. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So I was just like way too behind the scenes, I feel. And, you know, I started blogging actually in 2015, which is crazy because there was like Ariel Charna's, um, you know, we wore what and like Ami song, like that was like who Mm. was on Instagram and like no one else was doing it. You know, we had like a couple of uh, people like Negan was doing it and, um, Camila Coelho, like the, just like, like those people, that was it. So I was like kind of copying them and then, you know, doing some Instagram stuff. And I made a website, like a blog and I started to do that, but it wasn't until 2018 when I started actually making an income on social media. And so, you know, I was doing it as a hobby for three years free, like a total hobby. And then, yeah, 2018 was when I started like full-time working on social media, quit my uh, job in PR. And that's been it since then. And I just continuously grow because, you know, uh, in 2018, I did go on a reality TV show, which I think like just blew up my platform at that time. Mm -hmm. And that's great at that time. Mm -hmm. However, if you do not continue to be a reality TV person, then that platform doesn't stay. I mean, I've lost like a hundred thousand followers because, you know, I, I, I put myself into a community of people who love drama and love gossip and this and that. And like, 
as soon as the show kind of died down and I started really branding myself in a different way, they're like, oh, boo, she's boring, you know? Mm-hmm. So new people started finding me because I did have a platform, but they had no idea what it was from. And those people fell off, like the MTV people fell off. Mm. So I had like a major like shift in like 2019, 2020, because it was like a year post the show and usually at that point is when you like get onto another show and then you keep going and so I think they just kind of realize like I'm not doing like I never answer to like the questions when they're like why aren't you friends with so-and-so do you still talk to so-and-so like I just didn't answer those questions I didn't acknowledge those questions so I think they just realize like we don't we don't care about anything that you're doing so um yeah so I had like a transition about two years ago like out of that and Mm -hmm. that's when I started for the girls basically my podcast but I started it as an Instagram IGTV series so it was strictly an IGTV series with one of my girlfriends and we just had like these episodes once a week and they were like fun and whatever but it got to a point where I'm like I just feel like I'm bigger than this. Like, I feel like I can really take this like all the way because so many girls on Instagram were looking up to me and seeking mentorship from me. And I was helping them. And I'm like, you know, Instagram has like, not really like, like I'm not growing anymore. So So I feel like the only people seeing these IGTVs are people who already follow me. Like I wasn't finding that I was reaching new people. And I was like, "Mm, I got to get bigger with this. So I had said to Nicole, who is my friend that I did originally for the girls with. And I was like, listen, I have been thinking for months about starting a podcast by myself. What can I name it? What can I brand it? How could I do it? And I'm like, I hate that. Like, I feel this way. I'm like, but I really want to do for the girls. Like, it's, I came up with the name, we did build it together. But like, when I came up with the name, it just never left me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what, how do you feel about this? And she just was like, honestly, do it. Like, you know what? So I'm like, all right. <laughs> like, as soon as she gave me the green light, like I was, I was in production that week. Like I recorded like 10 episodes and started popping them out. Cause then I went to Italy for a few weeks. And then I went to Atlanta for a week. And then I moved, like I had like six weeks of like things coming up at that point. So I think that week I just was like head down in the computer, popping out episodes, like storing them so that I Mm. could like launch them all like week by week by week. And so that was the end of 2021. And so, well, August of 2021 is when I officially launched. So I'm actually not even that deep into it yet. I'm not at a year yet. Um, but it's just, it's growing. And now that I started TikTok in January, um, it's expanded. My, my downloads have gone up even more because now again, it's growing in a way that Instagram stopped growing for me in about 2020. And, you know, I, I, I can't sit still. Like I'm way too, like, I, I just, as someone who works full-time from home, you get very bored if things are not growing, like very bored. So I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, what else can I do? How else can I grow? And um, yeah, so that, that yeah, then TikTok started in only two months ago. Well, three months ago now, I guess. And oh, and it's it crazy just, it to think that it's, it's crazy to think like it only started like three months ago and like you're That's already it. like where you're at. And I feel like, at least for me, like 
I think before I even followed you, I think I was like, just, you just kept coming across my like for you page. And I can relate to you like in some way where like, <laughs> which was like all my friends in my life. I am like the therapist friend with them. Like they're always coming to me with advice and I hate all of their advice. Like they give me, I'm like, I'm not listening to any of this. Hannah knows to never give me advice. She's like, I, what's the point? You're not going to listen to it anyways. And I'm like, yeah, cause I, I don't want, I don't want it. Um, but when is your birthday? July 25th. Oh, I was going to say, are you an Aquarius? I'm an Aquarius. Oh, no, no. Leo. 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 You know, it's funny because I know nothing about any other signs. So I'm like, oh, okay. As if I know anything with that information. (laughs) I know nothing. Like there's nothing I can do with that information. Um, But I do know that like Aquarius like have that like, you know, so I just figured maybe we're the same. I think Leo and Aquarius are like Zodiac sisters in a way, I think. Like they're opposite, like on the... um, on like the wheel. I don't know much about it either. We just have, yeah. uh, we have our local um, astrologer that comes on the show every now and then that she's the one we just go to with all those questions. Exactly. Oh so. my gosh. I have the same. I totally have the same. And she just takes over all that stuff. I'm like, yeah. there you go. You guys heard it from her and that's it. <laughs> yeah. But I think uh, like a common theme um, that you have on your podcast and you also have on TikTok is you often talk about like setting like high standards for yourself. And like, when it comes to dating, how like someone can start to identify with what their standards are, but how can they start to like identify them? Like, what would your like top five standards be for yourself? Like when it comes to dating and how do you continue to uphold them? So, so to preface this, I will say, I think that it really like started to become like a true concrete thing Mm -hmm. because in my relationships and with the guys I dated, I never felt like I was getting enough. Like I always looked at other relationships, which listen, comparing could be very dangerous, but it could also be if you are self-aware and like you are confident and you don't struggle with insecurity, like it could also be very helpful to like look at other relationships and realize yeah, like that's what I want. Like that's, I'm not getting that here. Mm -hmm. So not in a way that's like, why does she have it and not me? But in a way that's like, her man is good and my man is not shit, right? Like that's, it's not a personal thing. Like I'm not like upset with me. It's me with Hannah. Hannah's the one who's engaged in this duo. And like, I'm just like, it's fine. Your fiance is just cool. It's fine. Right. It's like, exactly. So it's not like you are coming from a place of like, why is Hannah better than me? Why does she yeah. deserve this? But it's like, let me raise my standards and be with in a relationship like Hannah, maybe not her exact relationships. And I'm sure Hannah, that your relationship isn't perfect either, but yeah. you at least have the result that you want, right? Like you're at least <laughs> in the place that you want. So for me, I'm like, I think of the guys I dated and I'm like, if I stayed in these relationships, I'm now 27. I can guarantee you, I still wouldn't be any closer to an engagement. I wouldn't be any closer to kids. And it's like, I'd rather be single and not engage and not have kids than be in a 10 year long boyfriend relationship and know that it's not going anywhere. So that's kind of like how it all like started me being like, you know what? These are my standards. Um, So I would say like my top, things like the top things. Mm. Um, okay. Let me think. Well, first of all, one thing that I always say is I, I just talked about this very briefly, but I love a guy with masculine energy. And I think for me, like I, I don't, I know a lot of girls have a complex with masculine energy because there's so much toxic masculine energy, but what it really truly is, 
whether it's on a woman or a man, is just taking action. Whereas feminine energy is, uh, sorry, is um, receiving. I was about to say providing, sorry, is receiving. And for me, I'm a very masculine energy type of woman. So I take action through everything in my life. And I'm often very like stressed out and very like high strung and really like go, 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 go. And I'm like, the guy who's for me is going to finally help me bring out my feminine. And that is going to be very, very, very important for me because I've been with so many guys where if I don't make the plans, we don't see each other. And that is a non-negotiable for me that that's not happening anymore. So I want to be with a guy who, who makes me feel like I can sit back, relax. And he can say to me, Friday, we're going to dinner at this place. Like a guy who can make plans, a guy who can provide, like that is just very important to me um, in, in the relationship that I'm going to be in. Because I've been in far too many where I'm just like, like what? what, what am I, why do I have to, why is it that if I don't open my mouth, nothing happens, right? Mm -hmm. So that I say it all the time. I talk a lot about energy. If you follow my TikTok, then you definitely hear me say that because to me, it's just very important. That's number one. Um, Number two is, okay, this is going to sound obvious, but it's about having a lot of respect. Um, it's going to sound obvious, but it's actually not obvious because, you know, there's this thing where people say like, what's more important, like loyalty or this or this or that. And like, I don't list loyalty as a standard for me because loyalty is the bare minimum. Like that, (laughs) Hannah's like, honestly though, it really is. Like girls are out here. Like number one is loyalty. I'm like, wow. Setting the bar high. Aren't we like, (laughs) Like, but respect is so ask. Yeah. The fact that you even have to ask for loyalty. Yeah. Respect is so overlooked. Um, because respect is like the umbrella topic. And then everything falls under respect, meaning like loyalty, obviously. Um, c- being considerate, like asking you, uh, you know, before making a decision, you know, like considering you and your feelings. Um just like all of the things, money, like finances, like anything, anything that they have or that they are capable of doing, if they respect you enough, they will do that with you and for you and all that kind of stuff. And I just think that it, like I said, it's this big umbrella topic that has hundreds of subcategories under it, which we could be here all day listing it. But if you get it, then you'll know what I'm saying. Respect yeah. is a, a huge standard because so many guys don't give it. No, yeah, no, you're so right. And th- that's something I wanted to say too, was um, this was a conversation I was having literally yesterday with one of my friends. We were talking about this because I was describing how like literally like on Monday, uh, dude and I, like I was seeing for like a month, uh, we broke things off. Well, he broke things off with me via um, an audio message on, on iMessage. I was like, that's a great quality man right there. Um, but I, everything had been going great. And then last Tuesday I like had him over. It was like our fifth day. I cooked him dinner. Um, and cause that's how I express, like I'm interested in somebody and how I care for somebody is I like cooking for them. So I had him over, I cooked him dinner and like the entire energy was just so off the whole night. I was like, something's changed. I immediately know. I was like, you're not into this anymore. I can immediately tell. And I didn't want to bring it up. Cause I was like, 
you know, we're in the middle of dinner. He did say he's been on set all day. So I'm not going to bring it up at this moment, but we will circle back to this. Um, uh, like on like the tomorrow or something. And um, the first thing that I noticed where I knew something was off because my roommate was asking like, how did, how were you able to tell? Like, how could you tell so clearly? And it was one, the energy, but then two little things like I just don't tolerate anymore. And I'm like making this like a known thing in my dating life is yeah, I like astrology. I like crystals. I like meditating. I like manifesting. I believe in all that kind of stuff. And I'm sick and tired of dating guys who they're like, oh, I don't believe in it. That's stupid or whatever. I'm like, I'm not asking for you to believe in it. I'm asking you to respect that. Mm -hmm. I like cherish it and like it. And I believe in it. I don't give a fuck if you believe in it, because if my father who was like a Southern country boy can literally be like, you need to go sage your, um, your amethyst. That's why you're having such a bad day. If my father who doesn't believe in any of that crap can go there and say that because he knows that it means the world to me, that's the least that you can do. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just bare minimum. I'm not like, if you believe in crypto and uh, NFTs, I'll pretend to believe in the stock market. <laughs> like It's just because so I respect terrible. you and I respect what you believe in. I respect what you have an interest in. Right. And I think a lot of people, they don't think about that. Like when they're thinking about like what they value and what they cherish, like in a relationship. It's so, I mean, that literally falls under again, that umbrella of respect. Like it's things that are so overlooked, but like the word respect period is obvious. But then when you really break it down, it's situations like that. And it's like so many girls would not care about things like that but to me I care about that you're going to support me no matter how stupid that you think that it is and you're going to communicate even in general like how you just said um you know you were with him and Mm -hmm. the the energy was off like a guy who got respect for you will communicate these things with you he will tell you what's up what's going on what's wrong and like the amount of girls who, again, like don't, you know, they will, they'll, they'll tell me that they are in a three-year relationship and then come to me for advice. I'm like, ask your boyfriend what is yeah, going three years. On. Yeah. No, three years. You gotta yeah, be able to I'm confront like, that person. No, they're like, I'm with my partner for four years and he did this. What should I do? I'm like, I don't know. Do you guys Talk have conversations? Yeah. Like, <laughs> do, like, is that not a thing? Like, I don't Anna literally is the first person she's like, if anything is like upsetting her with her fiance, she's like, listen we gotta talk right now immediately right Uh, right. because it it just festers and then it makes me even more mad and then I get mad at stupid things and that's just that's just a waste of all of our time like yeah yeah. just go ahead and discuss it and then we'll learn from it and move forward and then we're good like yeah absolutely yeah like with this guy like I had brought up um I you know are is everything okay between us are like we good yeah totally we're fine we're fine and then um didn't hear from him like all weekend. And I was like, mm, something's off. I know it. I'm just going to wait to see. I'm going to wait to see if you fucking say something, because what's the point of me saying anything? I'm, I'm just going to wait. And then Monday afternoon, get a voice message saying, Hey, Emily. And I'm like, uh, no, but I don't, I don't need to hear the rest of this. I don't even want to listen. Yeah. yeah. I'm not He's even like, if you need to have a phone call to like talk about things, I'm like, how is that? What's it going to do? That's not going to benefit either one of us. No, I'm good. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's just no point in it. And it's like the first thing I told you, like, I always say this, like when I'm dating somebody, don't ever embarrass me. That's like my number one rule. Do not embarrass me. Do not make me like, have me out here looking like I'm the fool. Like don't cheat on me. Like, obviously I'm not saying like, don't cheat on me. Cause that's like a fucking given, but like, 
anything like that. Don't be like talking shit about me behind my back. Anything that would make me look like I'm a fucking idiot in front of my friends, in front of my family, in front of people I care about, just don't do it. And the minute you do it, I'm gone. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, I think that's something that I don't think a lot of people talk about. Like when it comes to it. Yeah. No, they don't. They really don't. Um, yeah. Okay. So that was what two. So I said, um, I said respect and what, oh, and masculine energy. Mm-hmm. And then the other three that would have to be, um, which you just kind of triggered the thought for me is 100% compatibility. Now there, there are levels to this because I think that like, sometimes in the sense opposites attract, like if one is more outgoing and the other is not like, that's okay. You know, like mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but then in the sense of like things that matter, like morals uh whether or not we want children um family values religion politics all the above like anything that will determine your lifestyle and money is something i talk about so much on my tiktok this is something that we needed i needed to like have played yeah. like the last guy i dated who was called we dated for like about five months hannah okay something like that yeah we call him the writer on this show he was a vegan asked him at the beginning of a relationship does that matter to you that i am not vegan yeah no it's totally fine i don't oh, care cool. he it's broke cool. up with me because i would not convert to veganism like what was the point <laughs> what, what was, was the point, point of like we could have avoided this with uh a, the, the the very first message like we could have <laughs> avoided this at all costs and to me like compatibility like even down to my hinge profile like you will not match with me if you are not compatible with me like i'm like uh checklist 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 like Mm -hmm. so I'm just very vocal about like the things that I want and like what I what is the whole point of me like even having a hinge profile like I do not want to meet you if you're not you know looking for x y and z and like I think for me um being from a like a very like tight-knit um circle like my family is very close my friend group is very close like I've just seen and been around so much like supportive and respectful and compatible relationships. And I'm like, that is exactly what it is that I want. And I don't want to be arguing with my partner. Like I said, money, that's the last thing I want to ever in my life. Do not tell me what I can and cannot do. Do not judge me for what I spend my money on. Like I have friends, I have friends whose boyfriends like judge them when they get a designer bag. And it's like, oh, well, you're going to have a hard time walking into my apartment because I have tens of thousands of dollars worth of purses in my closet. Same, same. Right. So, you know, it's just like, we have to be compatible on these values and all of these different things, because I am someone who, uh, you know, that, that is very important to me. Like I know there have been people that I go out with and like the way I see some people argue and like what they argue over. I'm like, why are they even in a relationship? They literally are not even a match. Like, what is that? Like, what is that? You know? Um, So compatibility, everything to me, like everything, everything, everything. I think Uh, like the money whole, the whole like money conversation is something that a lot of people don't even talk about like when they're dating. And it's something that I personally had never really, Hannah, you definitely haven't really ever had to like worry about that. I mean, like all your ex-boyfriends showered you with gifts. Your current fiance mm. showers you with gifts. Like you got Good that going you. on. <laughs> She's never had to worry about that. <laughs> Nor had I until like, until I moved to Los Angeles. Like, and I had dated two guys. I dated the one guy I had just dated for like a month. And then the writer, both of them were like, you know, it'd be really nice if you offered to split the bill. And I'm like, Nothing would be nice about that. Actually, you that? you've asked me out. Yeah, no. on the date. 
Like you've asked me to quite frankly, you should cover the bill and pay me for being here. So at that point, I don't even want to like, like one, I hate, I'll pay, you know what you're hurting, you're hurting financially. I will, I'll cover the whole damn bill. Give me hundred percent of it. I got you. Exactly. It's like, I, you know what, like, this is just really tacky at this point. Like I do not like this and it's just complete turn off at this point. It's, it's terrible. No, it's, I would imagine LA guys to be like that. No offense. I, but you're like from the South News and I feel me. like guys from there are way more chival- chivalrous. Is oh, that yeah. Like oh yeah. Like where you're 100%. from, I think you'll have way better luck with guys opening the door for you and like all those kinds of things, which is, I'm going to say my next thing. I guess the word that I would say for this would be like romantic in a sense, like just like that gentleman, like romantic, like, like, but consistent, you know, uh, who was I just talking to? Oh, maybe it was who I, I think it might've been who I was just interviewing on my podcast yesterday. Actually, I was just talking to somebody and I feel like it was that conversation where she was saying like, you know, the first, second date, whatever is cool. Then like a month in like things change. And it's like, no, no, no. Like if you're going to open the door for me on the first date, you're going to open the door for me a year into the relationship. Oh yeah, You're going to plan dates for me always. Like, I think romance is the one thing that I lacked the most in relationships. Like not thoughtful, not, not planners, like not like there was no sense. Uh, I, what I said, uh, in a TikTok, I think, or maybe in my podcast, but what I said in something is like, if we're just hanging out, then we are friends and there's no need for us to hook up. Like if you want to be my friend, cool. We could be friends, but do not think for a second that we are more than friends. If there's no romance involved. So if you are not romantic and you are not treating me in that, like, like chivalry gentleman kind of way, then you are my friend and you can forget it. If you think that there's hooking up or anything involved, um, which I think has definitely led me to, um, last year, uh, the choice of celibacy, which I think, was like the best thing I could have done because I did live in Miami and I, and I did go away to college and I did have my fun as you would imagine you do in college and in Miami. (laughs) And (laughs) I got to a point where I'm like, this is actually not fun for me. Like that's not, and to each their own, like for everybody. But for me, I'm like, I made the conscious decision that if you are not romantic, then there's no romance, which means sex and date, like hooking up and all that stuff. Like what is what we are friends we're friends at that point so that's again a non-negotiable um for me yeah I fully love that because I I think that's one thing where I see so many I mean Hannah if you want to speak about it you totally can um but like being in relationships where you're exclusive you're dating you're committed and then like people just think the dating just dies like yeah, you just no. stop going out on dates. It's like, no, like my parents are like married for 30 years and they still go out on like weekly dates mm-hmm. and it's a curse, but it's a blessing and a curse having like parents that are like still married and like still so much in love with each other because it just makes your standards for everything in life just way higher. And it's just like, well, who you have to measure up to this. Like you yeah. have to measure up to this and that's going to be a lot of pressure on you. Good luck. I hope that you yeah. like yeah. make it and you probably won't, but yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think so many girls nowadays, like they're, they're just so obsessed with becoming like the chill girl and mm-hmm. like just being like, 
going along with the vibe and just seeing how it is like not speaking like what they want about the relationship what they're looking for because they don't want to put pressure on the guy mm-hmm. and I've seen like there's I if you've been on TikTok you've probably seen like the um the video where the girl's like death of the chill girl oh and, I, I, yeah like, I stitched that okay okay mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah you know exactly what I'm talking about but like I, I mean, I've seen, I have friends that come to me with this stuff and they're like, how do I communicate that stuff to the guys? Like, how do I communicate my needs? I'm like, you just have to fucking say it. You just put the words in a sentence and say it. Yeah. Because if, if, if you, if you don't like, and they don't like it. Like, <laughs> Hannah's like over <laughs> there looking dying, but listen, that oh it's God. true. And the, the last one, my last standard that I'll say that goes into this is emotional maturity. And that mm. is that because mm. you know, I've dated guys that are way older than me. And you would think like they get better with age and they don't. And those are the guys that literally don't know how to actually communicate their feelings. Like they, and they like almost like you almost feel intimidated communicating your feelings to them because you're like, I don't feel like they get it. Like, I don't feel like he's going to understand where I'm coming from. I think of last year, right around this time, like maybe in March of last year, exactly a year ago. Um, I just met a guy. We only met one weekend in Miami. He was visiting and, um, he was 12 years older than me. I was 26 and he was 30, about to be 38. And, um, he was going to come back to Miami because we met when he was visiting. I lived there. And so, you know, we started talking, we hit it off and the holding, you know, he was going to come back to Miami we were going to, um, you know, he was going to spend like a weekend with me. And, you know, over time, like, as we were talking, like, I started to feel less and less connected to him, like, emotionally, like, when we first hit it off, like, sparks were flying, but then as we were talking, the compatibility was less and less, and, like, Mm. you know, I just remember one time us having a conversation where, you know, he made this remark of, like, like, he would be fine living, like, like, in, uh, like, the woods, like, by himself in a mansion one day, and I'm, like, you're 38, do you still, like, not know if you want to have kids? Like, that's, like, it's one thing if you're sure you don't want to have them, but, like, you're, you're almost 40. How is it that you don't know if you do or don't at this point? Like, and I know for sure I do, so that's, like, a non-negotiable for me. So, you know, I started to notice more and more. And I realized like, as the day was coming up that he was going to come back, I'm like, I need to communicate with this guy that I don't feel comfortable with him staying with me anymore. Because, you know, we only met once, which is already like, you know, only once, but you would think like, I would be cool with him staying with me if we only met that once. And then over the next few weeks, we got closer, but we didn't get closer. We got further. So I'm like, when we yeah. first planned for you to come to stay with me, I thought we were going to progress like forward but instead I feel like we are going backwards like we were closer at first and now I'm feeling less and less compatible and like so I texted him as mature as I think I possibly could have say like truly voicing my feelings being like I'm I do like want to get to know you more but I don't feel comfortable with you staying with me right now like I just feel like you can still come, but maybe get a hotel instead, or maybe don't come at all. Like, I just like, I, I, it was, you know, I was as like blunt as I could possibly be with also like being like mature and nice. And this, the way he responded to me was just so like, he made, he tried, he really wanted me to feel stupid. He was straight up like, I don't know why you think this is anything more than like, he's like, we're friends, bro. Like chill out. He's like, how drunk were you when you sent no. me that text? 
And I was like drunk. I sent you the text at seven o'clock in the morning. It was the first thing I did when I woke up because I was thinking about it the night before. And I'm like, you know what? Let me not send this as a late night text. Let me be, let me be super emotionally mature and like wait till the morning. And if I still feel the same way, then I'll send it. And when I woke up in the morning, I'm like, yes, I still feel the same way. Let me send it. So I sent it and it literally like, he sent me like, the dead emoji, like, you know, like the skull emoji. He's like, how drunk were you when you sent that dead? I'm like, what? Like, I like, and I literally was like, and you're nearly 40. Like, okay, this is a problem. This is why you're still single. Right. This is why it all all makes sense now. So, you know, maturity, emotional maturity, because I'm an old soul. And, you know, you could be old, but not an old soul. And he's not like, he's old, but a young soul. He has, 100%. he has like a childish, a childish manner to him. That is not cute. Like I think of like my grandpa who like, I feel like is still 25 because he's so goofy and whatever, but he's a gentleman, you know? And like, this guy is just like, like he's immature So there's a difference. It wasn't, it wasn't working in his favor being like emotionally immature. And I just was like, okay, another standard to add to my list. Like, so, you know, those are, I know that this was like probably a very long winded answer, but those are, you're good. You're good. (laughs) I mean, cause it kind of encapsulates what all we wanted to talk to you about anyways, but, uh, no, I think that's so true though, because that, and then emotional availability for me is like so big because I, I took advice from uh, a man that we had on this podcast. Um, love him. Great guy. Amazing author. John Berger. Amazing author. Highly recommend oh. his book. Not I you're talking about, I thought you were talking. No, 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 no. Highly recommend him. Great author. He always recommended, you know, dating women should not write off um, divorced men who are also childless. Like you should not write that off because it's a man who's like been exposed to like serious commitment. Like he obviously is open to that, wants that. Like you should totally like not write them off. And I was like, you know what? Let me date this one guy who is divorced and let me, you know, he's childless. He's like in his thirties living in LA. Let me me date him and see how it goes. Cause like, I can, I can tell that, you know, he's serious about commitment. I could have never been more wrong about a situation like in my life because I'm like, there's a reason you're divorced. Like there is an obvious reason. It was definitely your fault that you were divorced. Um, he's the one that was vegan and wanted me to convert to veganism. So, you know, there was that too. Uh, um, what is that? Like, is that, I don't know. Maybe it's a religious thing from, I don't, I don't know this. Man, I don't know. Obviously. I don't know. But it's not like, like I was ever it's like I'm no, like, like rib eye steak in front of this man. Yeah, like, but I that should have been like communicated first. If that's right? a standard for you, then that should have been communicated. Exactly. First. And that's and what happened. He would like, like he would like pay pay for her meals that were vegan and wouldn't pay for her meals that were not vegan. Oh, that's and, like, weird. That's, I didn't and so, that's intentional. But like, that's but like, like, like very didn't, I didn't pick up right. on it at first. I was because like the ones that like were not vegan was we were like out like at like a food truck festival like with friends it was super casual and I was getting like a like a lobster roll or like a grilled cheese like it was all like more like casual settings where it wasn't like a date date so I was like oh yeah like that's fine like I'm gonna pay for that and then I started noticing more and more I was like "Mm, you this is intentional yeah like I I bought french toast for breakfast and you won't even pay for that because there was eggs oh come on Oh, just like, or just like 
for so me, I called him out on been, that yeah like just was, been explicit about it and been like yeah. hey like I don't feel comfortable paying for your food that's not vegan. It's like not how like, hard is that literally first date first date I said yo I'm not vegan is that cool with you and he was like yeah that's fine like I don't care I'm like so like if you wanted to like have a family like raise kids like would you force them to be vegan and he's like no I would never force that like on my on my kids or anything like that like I would present them with the opportunity and like hope that maybe they would you know choose that route but I would never force them I'm like but we're gonna force me okay cool Great. So gonna is, have- it, is this weird? Like I, this is funny because I, I'm not a vegan, but I don't my whole life. Like I never liked um, any meat or dairy, but I love mm-hmm. fish. So I like, fish I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. eat, I don't eat meat. I don't eat chicken. I don't eat eggs. I don't That's eat cheese, dairy, none of that. However, I'm like sushi girl till I die. Like I eat like lobster rolls, you know, the whole thing. Um, however, so I, I do eat a lot of vegan because you know, fish is not always an option. So like, you know, forget yeah. it. You go to like a special occasion, like a wedding and they're like, we have a salad if, if you don't eat meat. I'm like, oh great, sure. I'll have some carrots. Like, okay, thank you. <laughs> so I do, I do often Thanks eat for thinking vegan. of me. Yeah, like they never have, like people never have fish options. I'm like, that's very weird. Not everybody eats chicken breasts. Like, okay. Yeah. Well, no, um, like, I don't eat red meat at all. Like I don't eat beef or pork. So I, I right. fully get this. But, but- as weird as this might sound like that is yes I do eat mostly vegan I hate guys that are vegan is that weird no no, no I hate guys that are vegan no. I'm like because it becomes made a personality for men trait. to eat it I'm like meat chicken was literally made for a guy to eat if if men are not eating chicken who's eating chicken like if men are like if men are not meat. eating steak who the fuck is eating steak like I men, solely like put all the stock in. I will be like, <laughs> I want to eat at the vegan place, but you go next door to the Philly cheesesteak place because you are a guy and you should eat a Philly cheesesteak. Like, I don't know that. Like, as much as I like skeeve all of it, I'm like, ew, this and that. I'm like, wait, you're eating a salad? Um, You should eat meat instead. You should get a hamburger. Like, I don't know. I have this thing it, with like guys that are vegans. I think it it's just so also weird. becomes like a whole personality trait in that way. And it's, it, I started real, realizing and looking back, I was like, you have like this holier than thou gone like complex yeah, about I don't you. Know. And I, I don't, don't vibe know. with that. You know, and- the audio that's like, this is for girls only. Like, I feel like <laughs> veganism is for girls only. I'm like, do you, what, what does it say? Like, what is it? I know what you're it's talking like, about. What are you yeah. again? You're a boy, something like that. It's like, you're a boy? Well, those are for this girls, girls only. only. That's how I feel about veganism. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, it was always funny too, because I told, I told one of my exes that I'm like the only ex I'm still friends with, who is um, also Latino. Uh, he, the vegan was Latino as well. And I told my ex about him and he was just like, his abuela is like gonna fucking murder him like how dare he be vegan and colombian like how dare he and yeah yeah so I, you know i get that too because i'm italian and i don't eat cheese or meat and they're like what italian doesn't eat cheese like what what you don't eat meat you don't eat cheese i'm like you should see what my grandmother cooked because we have sunday dinner every sunday my grandmother will make like everything regular and then make like a separate batch like without the cheese without the meat like she'll make like you know, her sauce, like with like the chopped meat in it and then sauce without the chopped meat. She'll make like rice balls with cheese in it and then rice balls without the cheese in it. Like she makes See, like everything. Like for that, me. Though, if, you're, if your grandmother can do it, so, so can a man. Like it's not right. that hard. It's clearly right. not that hard. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Like I'm, I'm, uh, I'm spoiled in my family. Yeah. 
But like, those are little things that I had also noticed, like when I've dated certain guys and it was my roommate who even brought it up too, where we were talking about like X and like things that like guys have done that like really are just complete deal breakers for us. And one thing is if you fucking comment like on my diet and like what I eat, I'm done because yes, I'm very, I have ADHD. Okay. So like, I am a picky eater. Like I'm definitely have like a lot of food aversions to a lot of certain things. And I also just don't eat like red meat, for like mm-hmm. health reasons and stuff. But like, if you fucking comment like on what, like on what I don't like and those kind of things, like I'm immediately writing you off yeah. because why, why does it matter to you? Like, it's not going inside yeah. your body. Why yeah. does it matter? It doesn't because clearly like, if it's that big of a deal to you, you can, you're, there's not a shortage of girls who like, like a lot more food. You can <laughs> clearly go find one of them. They will definitely go eat in and out. With oh my you gosh. There's like, you're in LA. There are vegan girls every 300 feet. He'll find some. Well, exactly. sorry. You said you're in LA, right? Yeah. That just came out. And I'm like, wait, did she not say she's in LA? Yes, yeah. I'm in LA. Yeah, yeah. You're in LA. <laughs> Literally every 300 feet, there's a vegan shop and a vegan woman. Go ahead. You will yeah. find. Please go right <laughs> with them. You'll be great. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I think like, yeah, one last thing we want to talk to you about, you were going to mention like the money, um, that she talked about like on TikTok before and how, how important do you think that is to talk about? Like, and how early on do you talk about that? Like with your relationships and who you're dating? Well, you know, the thing is, is that I'm very intentional with who I date. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going on a date with someone that is not let's just put it like out there. Like I, there's only certain types of guys that I date, you know, like I will not date a teacher, no offense to teachers. I know the life that we would have. It's not the life that I want. I will not date a police officer, a firefighter. I know the life that we will have. And it's not the life that I want. Like these are, these are very valid, um, preferences, you know, like, and as a woman in business, like I prefer a business guy or I prefer, you know, a guy in tech, like I prefer a guy in finance. So like, because that's what is, um, um, compatible to me, you know, like it's compatible to my lifestyle. And so, you know, I'm already intentional off the bat with who I even go on a date with. And the thing that is so many people don't get on TikTok, they're like, oh, well, if you don't give more guys a chance, you never know who you're going to fall in love with. I'm like, I will never fall in love with a police officer. I will never fall in love with a teacher. Like enough, stop it. I get this because I, I, like I said, I work in film. Why the fuck would I date a financier? Why would I date somebody? Like, why would I date anybody who like is a teacher or like is a doctor? Like, And there's nothing wrong with these people at all, but there's someone for everyone and they are not for me. There's someone for them. There's a pot to every lid. Right. So, you know, like, and like you said, you're in film. Like for me, I know how that goes. Cause I have friends that are producers. I couldn't be with a guy in film because my friend who's a producer has to cancel when we have plans because she ends up at work all night on a Saturday night. And like, I'm free. I work from home. I don't want a guy who's going to not be able to come home because he has work. It's just my way, my lifestyle that I want, like, and that I live already. And, you know, I know, I know off the bat. So when it comes to the money thing, I let's just put it this way. I don't date guys that are struggling financially. So the guys that I date, I already am aware of like their lifestyle and what, you know, that sort of thing. So that's already number one. And now this is 
coming from a woman who makes multiple six figures a year. So with that being said, my thing is that when I do have kids, I don't want to work. I want to be able to be a stay-at-home mother. Now, if you are riding on my income, we're fucked, aren't we? Because (laughs) if I'm supporting you and I'm, uh, like I said, making multiple six figures, and then I decide I don't want to work anymore. And granted, a lot of my um, income is residual. So even if I don't work, I'm still going to make money, but not 100% of it, okay? So if I don't work, then a big majority of my income takes a big cut. Now, if you were relying on me and dependent on me and I was providing for you financially, we're pretty much screwed. So, you know, I always say on a first date, like if we get to that like conversation about like, what are you looking for? What's like your ideal relationship? I always say I want to be a stay-at-home mom. Always. Like I, I would... Granted, all of my work is social media based. So it's not to say that I can't pick up the phone at work, but I also want to know I have the option to not. I want to know that if I'm pregnant and not feeling well, I don't have to work. I want to know that if I have a newborn child and just simply don't want to work, I want to know I have the option to not work. So to me, as like I said, like I, I the way that I've been raised and certain things, like I just... These are things that I witnessed. These are things that I know exist. These are things that I've been surrounded by. And the more guys that I met and dated that like weren't aligning with that lifestyle, I, that was what helped me really like set my sights on like what my standards are and like what to avoid and what to go for. Um, And so I think that's why I've become so comfortable with talking about these things like money and values and compatibility because the more open that I am and the more like transparent that I am, then I attract and align with people who agree, you know, and if they disagree, then they're straight up not going to go on a date with me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, one of the last guys I went on a date with, um, I really have not been actively dating. If I'm being honest, like I, I really have gotten very lazy with it. But one of the last guys that I went on a date with, um, I said straight up, like we were talking about, you know, like, Uh, I don't remember exactly the flow of the conversation, but it turned into like, what would be your ideal life? And I'm like, honestly, I want a bunch of kids. I want like three or four kids and I do not want to work. I want to totally style my kids every day. (laughs) Like I want to (laughs) just be home and like take them to soccer practice. And like, I don't, I've worked so hard in my twenties that I'm like, my thirties are for chilling. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not working as, as hard as I work right now. Um, and I just remember him like not even blinking, like not even like he didn't tense up. He was super chill looking at me like, yeah, that's what I would love. Like, I would love to be able to take care of a family. Like my ideal situation would be for like my wife to not work. And I'm like, this is why I'm attracting these guys yeah. because I'm dating with pure intention. I'm open. I'm honest. I'm transparent. And it's just my energy now. Like I'm not going on dates with lamos who would have a stroke if I said you have to take care of me financially and there are so many guys out there that all I say on in my video is that like I would like a guy to pay for dinner and they're like 
oh, you girls need a guy to pay for your drinks. And I'm like, joke's on you. I don't drink. So, so <laughs> I'm good. Joe, like I'm actually pretty cheap date actually. Yeah. Like, so, you know, like there are a lot of guys out there that are petrified at the thought of like not being 50, 50. And that I'm like, okay, well, like I said, pot for every lid. I'm not your pot. Like is your love, you language, are not like, is your love language, like acts of service. Um, my love language is equally all five (laughs) because honestly, like you could be like killing it in gifts, but if you're like not communicating with me, like telling me how amazing I am, then I'm like, Hmm. And if you're like not doing acts of service, I'm like, Hmm. And like, if we're not spending time together, I'm like, Oh, this is also like awkward. Like, so I'm very much like, like every single one, but I am also as you can tell, you guys have been talking to me for an hour. I love to talk. So like, I'm big with my words. Communication is very important to me. I also, as you can tell, money and gifts and things is also important to me because I'm very generous. Like I treat everybody. I get things to everybody like, and I love to receive as well. Um, and then like when it comes to the other stuff, like quality time, um, acts of service. And um, what am I missing? What's the fifth one? Um, Touch. touch Touch. yeah Yeah. like what is a relationship if you're not touching each other what is a relationship Mm. if you guys are not spending quality time together doing fun cool things together what is a relationship if you're not helping each other out like I'm just like how can you pick one or even two like I I, all all five all the above (laughs) no I'm I'm asking (laughs) I'm asking because like I feel mine is definitely acts of service like I want I it's because you're using the verbiage like take care of me because like that's what I always tell guys I'm like I want to be with somebody who I feel like can take care of me like I'm fully capable of taking care of myself I've been doing it for fucking 28 years but that's what I want in a relationship is I want someone who can take care of me because like my goal in life is to is is a screenwriter like I want to be able to like you take care of everything you take care of money and like I can stay at home and write and create art and do that and do something that I love and you know that's just where I feel like I am my most happiest at. I don't want, I do not dream of labor. No, <laughs> like, I do not. Like, dream I don't, of labor. I truly don't. And listen, like, I'm such a hardworking person. So, me, my work life is not coming to an end anytime soon. So, I feel like sometimes I might say this in videos and like guys will comment and they're like, get a job. I'm like, you don't understand. Like, I work. 24 seven. I work my ass off all the time. The issue is not me not wanting to work. It's just like, I don't, I know how hard I work right now. And I think of like, even right now, like it's nine o'clock at night. Like if I had kids, like I would say to you, no, I can't do a podcast at eight o'clock at night. You know, like, Mm -hmm. it's just like, I want to have like those boundaries and different things set for my life that like, right now I have no boundaries. I wake up, I work, I work all day. I work till I go to sleep. Like, it's just, that's how my life is. And like, I I just don't think people understand that like, we're setting ourselves up to like, allow ourselves to live our dream life, whether it is being a stay-at-home mom or being a screenwriter or being a CEO, like whatever your dream life is, we do like, this is why we do what we do now to get to those positions so that yes, we can find someone that we're compatible with who can support that dream. And if they can't support that dream, then they are not the guy for me. And like 50, 50 to me is disgusting. If I'm being honest, like I just talked about this in a, in a podcast, uh, sorry, in a TikTok, um, where it was, so it was a dating coaches video. And one of my followers commented tagging me, like, Mm -hmm. please reply to this and like, give your insight. 
And she was actually, was she a dating coach? I don't know who the hell she was, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I just labeled this girl as a dating coach and she could be literally nothing. I have no <laughs> idea who she was. But all I know is that in the video, she was like, you want to know the key to like a lifelong relationship? Um, this is, this is it 50, 50. She said, if he buys me shoes, I buy him a suit. If he buys me movie tickets, I buy him the snacks. And I'm like, you guys have relationships. So like tit for tat, like that is not how giving works. If my man buys me shoes, that does not mean I owe him a suit. Now I can, I can do that. But if he believes he's owed a suit, like if he's now like keeping track of how many things he buys me, like you are lame. Like, sorry, that is toxic. That is terrible. This is not a competition. And I'm like, imagine, cause I, I, I go out to dinner a lot with my girlfriends and, or even lunch. And I'm just the type of person who will so often like put my car down, pay the bill. They're like, what do I owe you? And I'm like, Oh, don't worry about it. Like, whether or not you get me next time, or it's just like, oh, I'm sure you've paid me in the, you know, like, it's just like not, a, it's a non-issue for me. Mm-hmm. So I think about it like that. And I'm like, imagine I started tallying up how many times I took the bill with my friends. And then I said to them one day, like, hey, you've never reimbursed me for that thing. So like, that's like, you're saying if he takes you to the movies and buys you movie tickets, you got to buy him the snacks. Why can't a guy just take you to the movies and get the snacks and get the tickets. Why can't you just be taken on a date? Why do you have to do something in return? I just don't see relationships being seen as successful that way. Like that to me is like super toxic. And as a generous person, yes, I will do things for my partner who does things for me, but we are not keeping tabs on each other. And if we're in a 50, 50 relationship, that's exactly how it sounds like, okay, I got you this. Now you get me that. I like, we don't take turns in gift giving and like providing, like, it's just, I don't know. To me, like that, I don't know where that came from, but I'll never, that's never on my agenda. (laughs) I love that though. I think that's great because yeah, Yeah. that's not a relationship. That's just, I don't even know what that is. It's like, you're just keeping score. Yeah. It's exactly like keeping score. It's like transactional. Like, it yeah. totally is like it totally I like is it. Yeah. tip for tat like oh if I treat you for this then you treat me for that and like I don't know I've never like been, even guys I've been with that didn't make that much money like I even they did not have that mentality that's one thing yeah. I may have dated a lot of assholes but never cheap guys <laughs> I've never <laughs> dated a cheap guy I may have dated a lot of losers in other ways but any guy I've ever dated love to spend their money on women I can tell you that <laughs> we love that we love that okay so before we let you go because you've been such a delight I don't want to keep you any longer um we want I love to know, like we kind of wrap up every episode, like with a survival tip. So what would be like your survival tip for the dating game out there right now? Ooh, wow. Oh my gosh. It is the hunger games out there. Isn't it? <laughs> survival, survival tip is a, is a way good way to put it. Okay. One survival tip. Sorry. Can you give me a little bit more context? Like what is, what is, what is the survival tip? either like first date, setting your standards, anything like we kind of talked about like today, like with like boundaries. Um, okay. Knowing I your worth. It. I got it. Okay. Here's what I'll say. Survival tip. Can I give like a two-parter? Sure. <laughs> it's, it's a two-parter in the sense of one, 
whatever your thing is that you are asking, like, oh, how do I say this? Or what do I say to someone who exactly what you feel, write it, say it, don't add anything else to it. So like, if you want to like, when girls say like, listen, I've been seeing a guy and like, I want to like, ask him out now. Like, I want to take him on a date. What do I say? I'm like, where do you want to take them? Oh, so-and-so. Okay. Hey, um, Friday, Friday at eight, I would love to treat you, whatever. Like, tell them, let me like, just directly tell them what you need to tell them or ask them what you need to ask them. A lot of people do not know how to word things. And I'm like, exactly how it feels exactly what it is. I do not do cryptic messages. I do not sugarcoat. I do not want anyone reading between the lines. If there's room for misinterpretation, then there's way too much words Mm. in there. So I'm a very straight to the point person. And if you do, if anyone listening to this goes through my TikToks and watches the videos where I reply to comments, like up in the top corner, you'll see like a comment there. And it's ever someone saying, what do I say? How do I say this? You will hear me in every one of those videos say, why are you overthinking this message? Tell them exactly what it is and remove any sentences that are like extra, like no fluffy words. And you as a writer and all that, you, you get it. Like, you're like, yes, you're like, yes, exactly. (laughs) Every word matters. Just make it straight to the point. Right. Like just like quality words, not quantity of words, you know, like you don't need 50 words. You could use 10 words and just get straight to the point. So always, I think that helps so much because Otherwise, like you're just going to save a lot of time, you know? Yeah. So I mean, that, like the last guy I dated, I literally told him, I was like, can I make you dinner on Tuesday night? Exactly. The point. I was like, can I just make you dinner on Tuesday night? Like, that's it. Exactly. And he's like, yeah, I'd love that. And then, exactly. you know, ended things a week later, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> right. That's, that's a, that's a, you know, a, a story for another day. But the point is, is that you just directly, you know, you weren't like weird about it. I say to girls, like, yeah. why are you so weird about the way you want to say something? Like when I told that guy, like, I didn't feel comfortable anymore. I was so straight up to the point. I did not say things like, I'm so sorry. I don't know. I'm so confused. I, I just was like, listen, something feels off. I don't know if I feel comfortable with this anymore. Like, are you cool with like, I provide solutions to the problem and it's not my fault that he didn't take those solutions. Right. He went a different route, but I being so direct, I was able to get out of this relationship situation, whatever the hell you want to call it, because the way he responded was just like, ew, fuck this guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's number one. But the second thing is that I'm a big fan of boundaries. Cause you said boundaries. So I'm like, oh, okay. I got a second one. So block anybody, anybody, anybody block. I don't care. Even we if they that. were, even if they were like nice on the date and you're just like, you know what? I never want to see this person again. Block. Who the fuck cares? Literally, like you are so entitled to your boundaries. It's not even funny. The fact that people like social media has blurred the lines of boundaries so much. Like haters think that they have deserve access to you because your comment section is open. I'm like, um, block. (laughs) Like, I don't care. Literally block anybody. If I don't want you having access to me, if I don't want to see you, if I don't want to have a conversation with you, block. That is it. And a lot of people are like, that's immature. I, you guys don't know what, what the maturity of boundaries are. You guys are probably still out here answering to people that you don't like. You don't want to have conversations with. That will never be me. It will never be me. When people are rude to me, when people are off to me, when something doesn't feel right, it is not right. And I will block anybody. I don't care. I block anybody. 
Um, and if you like were to question why, 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 then you're just going to have to hope that you catch me in person because you'll never be able to ask me <laughs> online. You, you, you will never be able to contact me online and ask me why you're blocked. So yeah. just hope that you come across me on the street someday. So you'd be like, Hey, how'd you block me? Otherwise you'll never know. And you will like, die never knowing why you got blocked. You're never going to say anything in person anyways. So. Right. So what the hell do you care? It doesn't matter, right? You're blocked. That's it. Story's over. We're done. Like that's it. So that's that. <laughs> Alrighty, Victoria, we have loved having you on here. Before we let you go, I'm going to give you a second to just have the mic is yours. Tell everybody where they can find you at. Tell everybody where your socials are at. Your mic is all yours. Well, girls, Emily, Hannah, thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun talking to you guys. Um, and this was actually, oh, sorry. I was about to say this was my first podcast that I was on. It's my second shoot, but, okay. but close enough to first. So Good. you're, we'll take you're it. so close to first. You're second. We'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> the first podcast I was on was literally like three years ago. So I forgot about that. Um, but anyway, Thank you so much for having me. This was honestly so much fun. And I look forward to connecting with you girls again in the future and, you know, your audience. I can't wait to hear some feedback from them. Um, but you guys can find me on Instagram at Victoria dot So Victoria, if you guys don't know how to spell that V I C T R I A dot as in a period. And then my last name is A L A R I O. And that's my same on TikTok. So Victoria dot And then my podcast is for the girls. And um, the Instagram for that is for the girls dot podcast. I tried to keep it like in tune with Victoria dot Alario. Oh so, God. you know, cause I'm like, all right, how, how like cohesive can I make these? So <laughs> that was, that was that. So you could find me there and on my TikTok and on my podcast, like I am just always talking about standards and leveling up, not only in the dating world, but just like as a girl, as a woman, because you know, I just believe so firmly in us and like all of us, no matter what your standards are, like being deserving of them, no matter what they look like, no matter how different they are from mine. Um, I help anybody and everybody, you know, feel empowered to their own. So that's my goal. And I hope that I can help all the girls. So thank you again for having me. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey.